0: You're listening to the McPherson College Coaches Show on 96.7 FM, KBBE, or at midkansasonline.com. This is your chance to hear from the McPherson College Coaches and student-athletes each week during the sports year. The McPherson College Coaches Show is brought to you by Jar Performance Automotive, Alliance Agency, Next Tech Wireless, and Cheatham Construction. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell.
1: Welcome into our McPherson College Coaches Show for tonight as it has been a very, very busy weekend and busy couple of weeks for the McPherson College basketball teams. We're just about to begin spring sports, and we will have a little preview of that, but we're excited for tonight's show. I'm Jim Joyner, and joining me as always... Is Steve Sell, who is the most popular man in McPherson. It was a fun night of basketball on the men's side last night inside the Sports Center as they were able to beat St. Mary one hundred five to ninety three. The women fell seventy three sixty nine in the first game of the night. And Steve, it was a really important game for both teams, and they were able to split last night.
2: Yeah, let's start with the women first. It was a real tough loss. Uh, St. Mary was came in in twelfth place. That's a game I think uh, going into the season. That's when you mark on the calendar as that's one uh, we should get at home, a team that they'd beat earlier. Uh, St. Mary played very well. you got to give them a lot of credit. Shot it real well. They had a couple players who put up some just mind-blowing numbers, a couple double-doubles, one scoring and rebounding, the other scoring and assists. In fact, they had a guard that had double digits and assists in the first half, which is almost uncommon. Then the men's game. Uh, I told TJ, uh, you know, I've covered this team. This is 41 years of me covering Bulldog basketball, and this team probably ranks in my top three all-time favorite Bulldog teams. Of course, the 33 and four team, the Elite Eight, the other um, 29 and five team, whatever that was. But uh, this team is so much fun to watch, and I, and I, I hope the uh, students really, uh, you know, the la- down the stretch, the students really get out, give them that sixth man kind of presence. Uh, you know, they're on interterm, so right now there's not as many students, but Maybe Coach Fiskus's football players will come back out. That was great atmosphere. Uh, I think it was the Bethany game or the – No, friends, friends, game friends game last week. Yeah, we had about uh, 60 football guys in the stands, and they made a lot of noise. But uh, anyway, uh, Bulldog men are really turning a lot of heads now, and we're also going to talk to Coach Moses. and they Dr. Are, coach Moses. Dr. Brian Moses, a baseball coach who's done just a, a phenomenal job of putting this Bulldog baseball program on the map, I really think. At some point, they will be a nationally ranked team. He's brought in some exciting new guys, some guys that, you know, you'll see some major league scouts at some, you know, games this year because they got some guys that could get drafted. So uh, Coach Moses has done an incredible job. They opened this weekend out at Bulldog Park. And, you know, it's, it's gonna, not going to be that too long in the distant future where we're in the spring sports. The weather's going to warm up. The snow's going to disappear. And we're going to see some great baseball and softball. The Bulldog softball team picked to win. The KCAC, both Bulldog tennis teams picked to win the KCAC, and the baseball teams picked third. Well, Steve, let's dive
1: into let's tonight's it. McPherson College Coaches Show, starting with Bulldog men's basketball coach T.J. Eskildson. Starting off our McPherson College Coaches Show tonight, we're joined by Bulldog men's basketball coach T.J. Askelton after his team picked up a very fun 105-93 win on Wednesday night over St. Mary. The Bulldogs are now 13-5 and in conference play, 18-6 and overall. And I was telling you as we were walking down the hallway – well, if you keep scoring over 100 points per game, you're in a really good position. And offensively, you guys are on quite the roll right yeah, now.
3: Yeah, we're we're really starting to figure things out on the offensive end. Um, we're starting to make we make the extra pass, and we're we're making so a lot of different people are scoring for us. Uh, and yeah, if we we could score 105 points every game, we, we should be all right. But I don't want to have to depend on that. That's that's for sure.
2: Well, TJ, I wrote my story uh, for today at midkansasonline.com in my day. They called your style run and gun, and I call it run and fun because, you know, I've been covering Bulldog basketball for over 40 years, and this is as much fun as I've had watching a McPherson College team because – Like you said, they're making the extra pass. Every guy knows his role. You don't see anybody pouting when they come out of the game. They know when they're going to go into the game. And, you uh, you know, you've got ten guys that you really count on, and you never know who it's going to be. And last night you had a freshman, Miles McCrary, step up with his best game. And really, I thought he was the key to the first half. You guys, you know, kind of you know, staying ahead in that game, miles McCurry ended up with 11.7 rebounds, but he brought so
3: much energy last night. He was miles was huge for us last night. He, he, like you said, he brought a lot of energy. Um, and that's something that he does every day in practice. And I, we've met quite a few times, me and him, and I just keep telling him, keep working hard. Things are good. Things are going to happen for you. Um, and I'm, I'm just proud of him that he's, he's trusted kind of just the process of getting playing time. And, um, He's trusted that we're we're doing really well, and there are times when he, he may not play much. And then he was ready last night. He was ready to go, and that's what you have to do.
2: Well, 48 points from your bench last night. You got 11 from him. Cameron Jenkins, uh, who it's been interesting. I said it on the broadcast last night. If you look at his splits, his biggest games have come on the road. He hasn't had that explosion at home. Well, he had that explosion last night, yeah. 19 to lead the team, 5 of 7 from 3. Dorian Page who has really embraced his role coming off the bench. Uh, And and I've loved his attitude. He had 12 off the bench and uh, provided some three-point shooting in the three ball last night, 14 of 27 from the three. And you just see every guy shooting it now. And when they shoot it, they just feel like it's going in.
3: Yeah, and that's um – it, it's amazing what confidence can do for you. And we, we've kind of, our guys have just kind of figured out when when good shot, when to take shots and taking shots in rhythm. And um, it's it, it's really, offense is so much of just, a, a, there's a lot of rhythm to offense and a lot of pace is important and, um, and confidence is really important on the offensive end. And I feel like we have that right now.
1: I was thinking about your team on Monday or Tuesday night, and I was thinking through your roster and, and thinking back to where we were at this time last year, where this team, it felt like you couldn't make anything, you couldn't catch any break, nobody was feeling very happy, nobody was feeling very good, and now this yeah. team is feeling pretty good. And the thing that I kept looking at is I was going up and down the roster and saying, okay, where were they a year ago and where are they now? And I've heard this phrase a few times saying, you know, somebody gets unlocked. Yeah. I think Luol Magatz is a guy that, You unleashed what he was able to do. And, of course, all these guys had it there but just weren't quite doing it. Luol Magat, I think, has been unlocked this year. Delvon Hightower, I think he certainly has doubled his production. Trevon Shelvin, another one. Dorian Page, another one who wasn't getting to play last year because he was hurt. So many of these guys were there last year. It just wasn't quite working. And now something
3: has flipped. Have you seen that in practice as well as just games? Yeah, I I think that they're um – their enthusiasm for playing is really high right now. And we talk a lot about having energy and enthusiasm every day. Um, and they've done that every day in practice. And that's something that we, we talked about early in the year where we weren't shooting the ball real well. We were kind of struggling to shoot the ball, and we, we, we were defending at a higher level, which I was happy with, I wish we could get back to that. But, um, but if you play with energy and enthusiasm and love for the game and, and play with joy and, and passion, the good things are going to happen. Um, and I think that they're kind of seeing that now, and I think that that's a big part of it is they're, just, they're, they're, they're really focused and they want to have success. They want to compete every day, and that's, that's huge.
2: And when you look at your team, it's, I think it's a, it's a fascinating uh, composition because you don't have a big guy. Uh, All your guys are kind of interchangeable. They can play various spots on the floor. Uh, Fred Watts is really kind of your power guy, and and when you really need inside. But Luol, of course, even though he's very thin, he plays much taller than he is. But I, I just find that the guys have figured out who they are and where they're supposed to be. And, and I go back to the extra pass. It seems like the extra pass is being made. And you're not taking
3: forced threes. They're all good threes now. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we talk about taking threes off of kickouts from the post. We talk about put, taking transition threes, I think. The transition threes, one of the best the best shots in basketball. And, um, yeah, got, we just kind of figured it out. I mean, it's, 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 it's fun to see. Um, and you know things can change really quickly in college basketball, so we've got to keep it up. We've got to keep having good practices and, and, and keep competing every day. But um, it, it's exciting right now, and I, I'm just I'm really happy for our guys because they've they've stuck through it, and 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 now they're they're getting to see some of the success.
2: And Saturday night, you go to Sterling. Uh, back in the days when you guys were going to the nationals every year, it was you and Sterling, yep. along with this St. Mary team you played last night. They're yep. always jousting. Uh, Sterling's a little down this year, but they I think they beat Southwestern recently, got a good win there. And anytime you go to the Gleason Center, it's always a very vault, yeah. you know, a, a high intense atmosphere.
3: Yeah, it's uh, Sterling's always a tough place to play. Um, they they beat Southwestern the game after we lost to Southwestern, so they're they're definitely capable of of knocking anybody off. So uh, we we just have to be ready, and we got to keep controlling ourselves. We we got to be ready to play and and give our best effort. Well,
1: you're in a position now that you haven't been in for a while, and that is trying to stay in the playoff race, but at the top of the playoff race. The last few years, you've been saying, okay, how can we get to number eight? How can we just get in? Well, right now, you're in a position of saying, not only how can we just be at home, but – How about we have a chance to be at home for the first two games, and I think that that's got to be a little extra motivation for this team at this time of year because you know how important every single game is at this point.
3: It's huge. I mean, it's that's a lot of fun. I mean, every game. It makes it really fun. Every game from here on out is important. It doesn't matter who you're playing, and you're going to get everybody's best shot when you're at the top of the league. Everybody's going to be ready to play against you. You're not going to get anybody's anybody's B or C game. You're going to get everybody's A game, and um, you just got to you got to be ready to go. And you look
2: and you look at the standings last night a big development ottawa losing so you're just a half game now out of first you haven't had your bye game yet or your bye night uh uh, ottawa is tied for first with ow and then you're a half game back and uh you know you got you have your bye game i think after the bethel game but uh that really helped last night bethel of course very capable and you still have about six teams right there fighting for that you know, yep. first-round home game.
3: There's a there's a huge log jam right there. So, from between one and one and about six or seven, it's 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 a huge log jam. So, we, we just got to be ready to go every night.
1: Steve and I were joking around saying, you look at the KCAC men's standings, where is a team on that list where you go, okay, yeah, we'd be fine with playing them in the first round. Those top there's eight, nine. top nine teams yeah. are all really good this and year. And right now,
2: St. Mary has, you know, they're number yeah. eight. How would you like to play them in the first round? I would,
3: I, if I was a number one seed and they were a number, I wouldn't want to play them in the yeah, first round. Hey, yeah, they're
2: dangerous. they got some guys who can really fill it up.
1: Exactly. Well, it's exactly. going to be a busy weekend. Bulldogs on the road at Sterling on Saturday. Then they'll go to Oklahoma Wesleyan next Wednesday before coming back home to take on Bethel next Saturday. Coach Askelton, hopefully you can come back and pick up two wins here on our time on the road.
3: I would definitely take that. Thank you, guys.
1: Continuing on our McPherson College Coaches show this evening, we're now joined by Bulldog women's basketball coach Josh Nichols as the Bulldogs are seven and eleven in conference play, eleven and 13 overall after a 73-69 loss last night to St. Mary. And Coach Nichols, I could tell that this was one of the most frustrating games for you this season, and when we had a chance to talk after the game, I could tell that, that you there was a lot of disappointment in this game. And now that you've had, what, 12 hours to decompress a little bit from it, what are some of your
0: takeaways from last night in the game against St. Mary? You know, it really was a kind of a, I don't know, almost a microcosm of our season. Um we have not progressed defensively like uh, my teams normally do, and that's kind of the way we played last night, still making the same mistakes um, to yesterday that we, we we made early in the season, and we just have not gotten that defensive side uh, shirt up, and we're still making a lot of small mistakes that cost us big.
2: And one of the things – uh when we've done the game we do the home games uh you force a ton of turnovers at home you play with great energy and it just seemed like last night st mary didn't turn it over that much and it just seemed like you were like one step behind all night just kind of lethargic and maybe it's the grind of the season or whatever but it just didn't seem like uh you know you had that one little burst but other than that it was
0: just it was just like kind of a slow motion game yeah, at halftime I, I told the team, it was like the analogy I want to give you guys is St. Mary's is playing on a basketball court, we're playing on a sand volleyball court and we're just, we're just slow and I, I have really no explanation for it. We finally get a little bit of rest after playing six games in 13 days and we have a full three days to kind of um, rest and recoup and, and just came out and, and you know, maybe that was part of it, we, our, our bodies have gotten used to the grind of and then as soon as we get rest or something you know i I can't explain it i uh, the only thing i can you know it's kind of a weird thing that you can go three weeks without playing a game and then play six games in 13 days and i just don't think the the body can can adjust to that all the time
2: well that was a big game from the standpoint st mary was behind you in the standings you're still in that big glut of teams right there there's it looks like to me two spots open for about five teams. Mm-hmm. And uh now what the uh thing is gonna be you're gonna have to beat somebody ahead of you, I think, to make up for that one. But uh you still you're still in it. But uh like I say, I think you're gonna have to beat somebody, pick somebody off that j- that people maybe think uh be a little bit of an upset.
0: Yeah. Um you know, fortunately we are we're still in that cluster. Um I was hoping we'd break out of that cluster. Um you know, but we're still in it, and you know there's six games to go. So yeah, we're going to have to pick off somebody. Um, you know, we got you know, three of those games at home, and um, was that right? Three at home? Or four? Yeah, I'm yeah, you, you right. You play yeah. three, of your last three. four at home. So the yeah, schedule so does, you know, it, as far as that, that that uh, sets up for you. Yeah, it sets up. We've got to we've got to take care of business and, and can't have nights like last night. You know, um, offensively in the first half we played well. Second half. We, we, couldn't, we couldn't. Yeah, make you score shot. 46
2: in the first half and 23 in the mm. second half. It's just, it's basketball is a funny game. It yeah. just
0: kind of flips sometimes. Yeah. And when you get
1: games like last night too, every single really good team will play a bad game at some point, and they'll sometimes play not very well against a team that is below them in the standings. But a lot of those times, they find ways to get mm-hmm. it done at the end. And you guys last night had a shot at the end to win it too. It was a great play. You end up having a kick out right to Brittany Jarvis for an open three. And if that shot goes down, well, we feel a little bit differently than we do today, even though it wasn't a great 39 minutes and 45 seconds before that. And now you have a chance to continue to find some ways to win. You start off with Sterling this weekend. You've already beaten them once this year, and a really tough ask because they're the number one team in the conference. But in terms of flipping the script here and trying to get one back, this would be a really good team to find a way to get back and and pull off the season sweep against.
0: Yeah, it would be, um, you know um – We've got to regroup today and and kind of put that challenge in front of our team and see if we can get it done. But, you know, it's going to take a – you know, as a coach, I I typically move on pretty quick. The players have a little bit more trouble moving on. So hopefully we can put put this one behind us and and look forward to what we have coming up next.
2: And what I remember from the Sterling game is this is going to be a game where you've got to get back on defense. And that was the thing that kind of hurt you last night. You didn't get back at times and gave up some layups. But Sterling leaks out maybe more – than any team in the conference. Mm-hmm. They send people flying up the floor, and they play probably as fast as any team in the conference. So it's really going to be imperative to be alert on the defensive end. When a shot goes up, you better be looking ahead to see who's leaking out.
0: Yeah, um, you know, they, they play a very fast style, and, and, you know, they're going to push tempo. And they're not real deep. I was going to say, um, they don't play a lot of players. So. Uh, they, they, they're a little banged up, so hopefully that is our advantage.
1: Well, I asked you before Steve was here yesterday a very important question and that is, would you rather be an all-world three-point shooter and be able to make pretty much anything when you walk into a gym or be an above-average dunker? And I wanted you to give some insight to people on what you would choose if you were gifted this great power. Steve,
0: I, I am an above-average dunker. Not you, now, but oh, I was. Oh, you guys. Okay, all right. Uh, so I would have to go three-point shooting. Steve, what would you choose? Would oh, you I rather be able to dunk or shoot it?
2: I would love to be the – I want to be that guy that is the pure shooter. Everyone says, man, there's the best shooter I've ever seen. And we've <laughs> – you and I have seen a lot of great shooters in our days. But
1: how fun would it be for Steve? Because he's not a big guy if he just had this unbelievable
2: ability to dunk. Me and if,
1: Spud. If if you could just run down the lane and go up and hammer one behind your head, how fun would that be?
2: Well, I've hammered some down. On the uh, seven and a half uh, foot—that's right. On the seven foot goals, we used to we used to have a have a have a some one of our friends at, in Independence had a seven foot or six and a half foot goal, and we used to play on that back in like middle school. And I threw down my share. So you both are taking the shooting. Yeah. I'm a shooter. shooter. Yeah, me too. Okay, uh, I think I would take the shooting, but
1: I would really enjoy being able to dunk very well. <laughs> I've never. I I can't jump. It, it's it's very unfortunate. But I think I think I would take the shooting, but. Dunking is close. Well, Coach Nichols, good luck this weekend. Hopefully that you get to walk into the Sterling Gym and not only make a three from half court, but also drive down the lane and hammer one home before the game begins. (laughs) Sounds good. Thank you. We're wrapping up our McPherson College Coaches Show tonight, and we are joined by none other than Dr. Coach Brian Moses, the baseball coach for the Bulldogs, as they get their season going this weekend, bringing in the Missouri Valley Vikings. And this is kind of like our football broadcast crew because – Coach Moses is our, our ear and our voice down on the sideline. He always knows what's going on in the huddle. He never speculates on any injuries, and, <laughs> but we're glad to have you here. And Man, these guys are excited for some baseball this weekend.
4: Yeah, they should be. We've been working really hard. Um, and thanks for the shout-out on the doctor. Yeah, you're oh, a doctor yeah. now. Yeah, that's big.
2: Doctor of baseballology
4: Yeah, I wish that was a thing. I would have gotten it a lot faster. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, uh, but we're, we, we've been working hard, and we're excited about the rotation we're going to throw out there and our new players, and the players that are returning, and I've got great coaches, and I think we're ready to go.
2: Well, Coach, the uh, Bulldogs were picked third in the KCAC preseason poll. Uh, I think you had a school record for victories last year. What did you feel was missing that would get the championship last year yeah. that you feel like you may have uh, upgraded this year?
4: Well, for, it's about damn time we got chosen to finish third, because I mean, we <laughs> the last few years, we've been chosen to finish down, and we've always finished ahead of what, of what um, we were chosen, but you know, I, I think that we've added some athleticism, Steve, and, and, I, and I really do believe that that's going to help because we're going to be able to run a little bit more than we have. Uh, we're deeper in the rotation. We're deeper in the bullpen. You know, I haven't been able to say for, for three years that our strength's on the mound, and I think right. I think as it sits right now, we're very strong on the mound. Um, DJ Engel is our pitching coach. He's done a fantastic job with those guys, and he's got a lot of talent to work with that we brought in. So I, I'm excited to see what we do on the bump. Well, let's face it. Pitching
2: is the name of the game in yeah. college baseball, and, and and a lot of schools um, have maybe one or two really good starters, but it takes four, five quality arms, really, because it's a it's a very compact season. It's a long season; you play a lot of games in a yeah. sh- and in a short period of time, and health, of course, is the number one thing. I know you had a rotation last year you were really excited about, and I think by the time you got to about the third game of the season, your top three or four guys that you were counting on uh, were not available. Yeah. So uh, you, I know you hit the recruiting trail hard. I remember when you uh, we got your uh, list of signees, a lot of pitchers. Yeah. So, so obviously pitching was a, a necessity, but you, like you said, you've added some athleticism. And I'm really excited to see this Bulldog team because uh, last year you guys put a ton of runs up on the
4: board. Yeah, we did. We did. We hit the ball real well. And, and the, the arms, you're right, Steve. What we want to go for is we want to get tournament arms. You know, guys that can make a difference in the tournament if we can get there, which is not easy. Man, I tell you what, this conference is something else. And, I, 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 you know, I'm not from Kansas. I moved to the middle of Kansas to coach baseball in the NAI, and I did not expect the talent. And year after year, it's put out by each team in the conference. So, yeah, we need those tournament arms, and we've got to be able to shut guys down. There might be some
1: people that are looking around outside today and thinking, are they really going to be playing baseball? It's it's January. It's going to be February 1st. Walk me through the scheduling process for your college baseball program and what you want to do because let's face it, you are in the middle of Kansas when at this time of year it could be 5 degrees, it could be 55 degrees. How do you guys go about putting together the schedule for the month of February especially?
4: So in the past we've been one want- we've wanted to go down south. And so this year we gambled and we said, look, we got this turf on the infield, and uh, we want to try to play at home if we can. And it looks like we're going to luck out this weekend. Concordia, who's a ranked team, is going to come in the next the next weekend, and that looking ahead looks good. So I'm kind of going trial by air right now. I'm trying to see if if we could be at home a little bit, both our turf um and i think i think so far this year it's going to go well but year in and year out it's just different it, you just never know if teams want to travel or not and you talk about the turf bulldog park will be in its second year uh
2: what third a third year third year what a recruiting advantage to me uh i mean if if, if you had a recruit in here you take him out the bulldog park they have to just look around and say man this is one heck of a college baseball uh setting
4: yeah it is it really is and, and you know, Tim Cheatham and, and those guys built that field, and it's fantastic. Andrew Ealing led the charge on that um, and did a fantastic job, and we're, we're really happy to have that every day. Uh, it makes it makes a difference, Steve.
2: Talk about uh, your top returning guys, maybe some guys that earned conference honors last year.
4: Yeah, Trevor Johnson's our, 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 one of our catchers, and um, he was a first-team guy last year, and, and he's pretty special. Um, I expect him to do some of the same this year. Um, on the mound, Dylan Marble, who kind of had a down year but was still really successful last year. I expect him to anchor the staff. Uh, I think he's going to be good and could could be worthy of him some honors. Uh, don't sleep on Jacob Shields, who I think is the best defender at second base in the conference. He's also a pest. He's always on base. Uh, Chris Perez in center field. He's the best defensive center field that I've ever coached, and I've coached at Division I level. I mean, he is fantastic. Um, he was good with the bat last year as well. And then Kyle Lux in right field. Is another returner, and, and he, he can really hit. And he got hurt last year midway through, had a wrist thing he was dealing with, played through it. Expect big things from Lux. Talk about two or three maybe new guys that you
2: know are going to be really impact players. You've been around the KCAC long enough. You, you can look at the eyeball test and guys say, hey, this guy I know will be a, a, a
4: real – Big impact player in this conference. Yeah, I think Malik Bond. Malik Bond is gonna is gonna probably start in left, and he could play center. We just have Perez, so we've 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 slid him over. But I think Malik Bond is a borderline draftable guy. I really believe that he is strong. He's from Georgia, but played JUCO ball in, in California. He's one of the strongest kids on the team. He, he identifies spin real well when he's in the box. Um, he can hit the ball with power at all fields. He throws well. I mean, there's nothing he doesn't do well. Um, so he's a big one, and then. Trevor Lott is a freshman from Fresno, and this guy, he's a 90-mile-an-hour arm. I've seen it multiple times, and he pitched behind a Fullerton commit and a guy that got drafted by a big league team. And so he barely threw in high school. This is how good Clovis North High School is. And so I know someone there, and I talked to this guy every day, and I met with his family, and I sold him on McPherson College. And, boy, I think he, for, for years to come, he's going to be really good.
1: Well, one thing that I said a lot when I was playing in college is I said, okay, you're in this great state of Kansas for baseball, and there are so many junior colleges that are within 150, 200 miles of your program at really anywhere in the state, and I know that you have connections in California, and junior college baseball is great in the state of California, too. How do you go about getting the right junior college, guys, because... With basketball, it's a little different. With football, it's a little different. But with baseball, it feels like you can take on some more junior college guys. How do you walk through going about the junior college ranks and trying
4: to get guys to come here to McPherson? Well, we do state assignments. Basically, we we do uh, reach out to every junior college in the country. Uh, that, that is really what we want to focus on first are our, our transfers and our junior college commits and so I assign those to our coaches and we, and we go at it now we go we extensively screen these guys to make sure they're fits I talked about Kyle Lux guys from Delaware um, you know uh, we Marion Brunken who's going to be big in our program he's from Curacao so uh, we, we make sure that we screen these guys and we have a template that we use to make sure that it's going to be right and they're going to fit in here and we talk about all the attributes that this school gives gives to our students and if they're excited about that, then we stay on them. We make sure they're gonna be a good fit here. Well I'll tell you what, there are
1: not as many programs that think at the NAI level that have given as much to baseball as I think McPherson has. You have a huge coaching staff. You are allowed to bring in a ton of guys here on campus. I know that you have what 12 guys back there in the office that are, that are on your coaching <laughs> staff. You, you keep picking them apart from all these different places. Yeah. It feels like you have the biggest
4: coaching staff at the NA, NAI level of anybody else I know. Well, that was part of my vision was to come in and change the recruiting. Um, first of all, change the recruiting aspect. I don't know what was going on before I got here, but I, I, I think that we wanted to ramp that up and make sure they bring in more guys and bring the experience to them and, and bring in more transfers that are battle-tested. Um and then the coaches. When you bring in more players, you got to bring in more coaches because these guys need attention. It can't just come from me and an assistant. So, we have gone out and gotten uh, motivated coaches that want to that want to move on with their careers, and and, and we help uh, we help get them to different places and get them paid. You know, I got a couple volunteers in there, and my job is to hopefully use my contacts to get them paid next year.
1: Coach Moses, big weekend. Missouri Valley, give us the rundown on days and times out at Bulldog
2: Park.
4: Yeah, 11 o'clock both days. It's going to be a really cold BP, Jim, because we're going to take BP at 9-10. Oh. Yeah, I know. And it's Ooh. supposed
2: to be in the almost 60, I believe, on Saturday.
4: That's it. So, yeah, Sunday's the 60 day. I'm looking forward to that one. Okay. But, but uh, yeah, it's going to be a little cold for BP. But, we, you know, we just, we're just we just not going to be soft about it. And, Can't um, be soft. Yeah, you know, a little story quickly. So there, I'm ready. So, yeah, so my first year – we had the coldest game that I ever played, and it was at light cap, you know, uh, right down the street here. And and uh, we played Ottawa, and it was freezing. I mean, the rule that they just put in to, to play games, it's a 33-degree feel. If it's not 33-degree feel, you can't start the game. Well, Ottawa comes in, and there's no way it was 33-degree feel, and they didn't want to take BP. They sat on the bus <laughs> at, at, during, B, during BP. We took BP They just got out of that bus and threw, and and we swept them that day, uh, that weekend. And I always go back to that with my team. Mentality. Yeah. There's only like 10 guys that remember that because there's only, you know, a lot of those guys are gone. It's called a show and go. It's a show (laughs) and go. And so we'll never be that team. We're going to go out there
1: and just freeze and get it done. Well, Dr. Moses, we're ready for some baseball, and we're excited to see you guys this year.
4: Yeah, and I'm excited to to be a part of it. I love working here. This is one of the – I've never had so much fun – here or anywhere else but here this is the this is the most fun i've ever had in my career so I'm, I'm enjoying it we will wrap up tonight's mcpherson college coaches show after a long night
1: of basketball in the sports center last night and great to talk with coach moses as well steve it's going to be a busy busy weekend bulldog basketball teams at sterling the baseball team will be at home to take on missouri valley
2: yeah and uh, get out and support these uh, bulldog athletes student athletes they do a great job um, again, the men's basketball team is so much fun to watch. They have cracked the century mark now. Two of the last three home games, uh, they've averaged about 97, 98 points a game since January. They've only lost, I believe, one game in January. They're like 6-1. and one. Uh, They've only lost one game at home all year. They go to Sterling. Uh, be a real tough game for the women. Sterling back, tied for first place. Uh, Sterling men are a little down this year, but we saw them here. Very talented team. Yeah. A uh, lot better. The talent belies their record. They're a lot better. Uh, their talent's better than their record indicates. So uh, kind of a trap game for the Bulldogs because they have a big game uh, coming up, uh, two big games coming up next week.
1: For anything you need to know about the McPherson College Bulldogs, Steve Sal, tell them where to go. MidKansasOnline.com. Hit it, hit it hard. There you go. And we'll have the audio from this. Coach's show posted at soundcloud.com slash Sports. The video will be posted at YouTube on the Mac Bulldogs website. There's a link to that as well. So a lot of ways to watch, but Steve Sell, it's almost spring sports time. And, hey, we've got bullpup basketball coming up here pretty soon. That's here right. on the radio. Yeah.
2: Um, we're going to be covering uh – Uh, the tournament, uh, the McPherson girls play tonight, 7.30 game against Ulysses. should be an easy win for the Bullpups. Then it's going to get a little tougher the last two nights.
1: We'll wrap up our McPherson College Coaches Show. For Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening here on 96.7 FM KBBE.
0: The McPherson College Coaches Show is brought to you by JAR Performance Automotive, Alliance Agency, Nextech Wireless, and Cheatham Construction. Thanks for listening to the McPherson College Coaches Show. You can listen to the show at our podcast page at soundcloud.com slash or watch the video of all the interviews at macbulldogs.com.